Well, good morning, folks, and praise the Lord. What a wonderful weekend we just went through. And uh, welcome back, and we get back to our study in the book of Philippians. Where we are here finally at verse 28, and we're on our episode or day 27 in our series on Philippians. Let's see if we can finish this chapter and begin fresh in chapter 3. How about that? Through chapters 1 and 2, we have learned thus far that it is, there has been a whole lot of theology and practicality in this letter. We found the Apostle Paul was totally sold out to Christ. Not only Paul, but also Timothy and Epaphroditus, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. As we have delved into the scriptures here, in this beautiful letter the Apostle wrote, we have seen that the theme that runs all the way through it is the Christian experience. Amen? As we have seen a theme, we've also seen a constant and consistent thread, and that thread is joy. I'm reminded of an old song, He Touched Me, He Touched Me, and oh, what joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know He touched me. The Christian experience is such a joy, isn't it? Joy unspeakable, and my goodness gracious, it's just full of glory. We all, who are born-again children of God, were touched by God when we asked Christ to save us, to come and reside in our hearts. I know you feel as I, I would not change anything about my life in Christ. So there's my introduction. <laughs> Let's look at verse 28. Verse 28 of chapter 2. Therefore I have sent him all the more eagerly, so that you see him again, that you may rejoice and I may be less concerned about you. Hmm. I sent him more eagerly, with greater haste, with great diligence, with careful and persistent effort. So why did Paul work so hard, focused to get this soldier of faith home? I'm glad you asked. When Paul tells us why, watch this. It said, the scripture says, when you see him again, you may rejoice that I may be the less sorrowful, or what I read, less concerned about you. Aphrodite had been gone from Philippi for, almost, for a very long time, quite a long time. We're not sure how long exactly it was, but it's been quite a while. He, has an, he was an intricate part of the congregation there. They were a part of his salvation and his ministry. I've said before, it is believed that he was either the pastor or one of the pastors of that church. Think for a moment of times when maybe your pastor wasn't in service or maybe you heard he was ill. Maybe he was called away for whatever reason. It could be a Sunday school teacher that was out of church. We can look at this another way also. Think of a person you watched grow up in church and most importantly grew up in the Lord and for whatever reason fell away, turned away from God. But praise God they came back. God lovingly accepts them back and so should we. Now think how God and we rejoice when that person or persons comes home. And we do just that, we rejoice. Now Paul says, that I may be less sorrowful. Paul 
when he should hear, when he hears of Aphrodite's safe arrival, arrival among them, hear of their joyful reception of him, he would be elevated, less sorrowful, but also alleviated, relieved. Verse 29, receive him then in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in high regard. Wow. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all good gladness, as the King James says. Greek scholar Kenneth Wee says it like this for Philippians 2.29. Receive him to yourselves, therefore, with, in the Lord with every joy. With every joy. How about that? Receive him not only in their houses, but into their hearts and affections, into their fellowship and communion, and to the exercise of his office among them as their minister. As Paul knew they would. Notice Paul says to this in the Lord for the sake of the Lord. Why, why does he say in the Lord? Because Ephroditus was put into ministry by the Lord. Hallelujah. He was called by the Lord, qualified by the Lord, and he was sent by the Lord. And holds such in reputation, as the King James says, or high regard, count him as precious, valuable, of high esteem. Paul was so gracious to Ephroditus. Paul knew this servant of Christ should be loved and respected. Paul is showing us that we should respect to the one that, to show respect to the one that is truly teaching and preaching the word of God. If the man of God has been given the gift of teaching, both he and the gift should be respected. Amen. Today, we have some preaching and teaching that the drug problem, alcohol problem, youth problem, homosexual problem can be cured with psychology. When I say some, I'm not referring to those who don't believe in Christ, but there are those within the church today that preach and teach from pulpits as well as Christian colleges and seminaries that psychology is the answer. That's nonsense. Actually, it's more than nonsense. The problems we have today is a sin problem, pure and simple. And I want to say that again. The problems we have today is a sin problem, pure and simple. And I will take it a step further. The church today has let sin creep in. So much so that it's lost its power and lost And a dying world that need Christ can't see the difference. The cure is that the church needs to get back to teaching and preaching the word of Almighty God. It is the word of God that reveals Christ and the mind of Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer. Always has and always will be. Philippians, or sorry, not Philippians, Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That says it all. What worked in Paul's day works today. Verse 30. Because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. Because of the work of Christ, he was because of the work of Christ, he was near death. 
Paul again, telling the folks down at the whole Bible Church of Philippi how their pastor came close to death's door. The next phrase, not regarding his life, having recklessly exposed his life is what he did. Everdice was doing the work of Christ. To truly do that, he had to have the mind of Christ. I oftentimes, being immersed in study, do my best to place myself in that moment. Think of it this with me. I get chills even when I think of these men. This is taking place the first century of Rome. In first century Rome, the Roman Empire is at its finest. Their their word was absolute. There was no mercy shown to anyone. There was no earthly power that could stand against the Roman Empire. No earthly power. Think of this. There went out this little man, Paul, the apostle. When I say little, meaning he wasn't that tall. And those who were like-minded with him. They preached a gospel that there was a God of the universe through redemption has paid on a Roman cross that provided for mercy for all mankind. The result was multitudes giving their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. This little man who'd been beaten, whipped, put in stocks, shipwrecked, lowered down from the city wall, and most likely walked hunched over with a limp, it is a good assumption that there were scars all over his body. Now was changed to a Roman guard, a guard that was pagan believing soldier and was still witnessing at the risk of his own life right there in Rome. Timothy, not confined, walking about in Rome itself, not a care for his own life, but all the while witnessing, holding meetings in secret. Ephroditus travels from Philippi all the way to Rome, most likely on foot, bandits, evildoers all the way, pushing himself to get to Paul. And it is very little doubt that he got sick along the way. As we have learned about the character of this faithful pastor, there is no doubt that he was witnessing all the way to Rome. Remember, before Paul came to Philippi, he was a pagan. I'm sorry, before Paul, remember, before Paul came to Philippi, Ephroditus was a pagan, miraculously changed by the blood of Christ. Now a truly sold out believer. He preached Christ and him crucified without a care for his life. This is the level of his belief, folks. Shouldn't ours be of that level? Today, I wonder if we Christians that are committed to the cause of Christ, I wonder if the pastors, the evangelists, the Bible teachers of today not only preached what Paul and those who were like-minded preached, but endured what they did. Signs of the times are everywhere. All we have to do is open our eyes. I didn't, it doesn't matter what denomination you belong to. All God sees is two types of people, redeemed by the blood of the lamb or not. Sharing your faith in Christ is more important today than ever before. You can share your faith and love for Christ no matter where you are. Persecution isn't, persecution isn't coming to the church. It's already there. Christ said he was coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle.
He also said that it would be a, there would be a remnant. He also said that not all that called out Lord, Lord would be part of that remnant. My prayer has always been and still is that I'm in the center of his will and not to the left or to the right. I pray that those called by God to preach and teach his word are sold out to God just as Ephroditus. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this time to be on this podcast and give this message, this, this segment as we're teaching. And I pray that all that are listening, if they don't know Christ, that they'll come to know him. But if they do, that they'll be sold out. They won't be wishy-washy, but they'll be sold out. Amen. So we'll see you all next time. God be with you.